Welcome to the Inspiration Contagion Podcast, where we spread inspiration one story at a time. I am your host, Holly Jean Jackson. Each episode spotlights and interviews one transformational leader, their stories, and their advice for how you too can lead yourself and others through inspiration. If you are a visionary seeking to uplevel your leadership skills, then this is the podcast for you. I invite you today to spread inspiration like a contagion. Welcome to the Inspiration Contagion Movement. Welcome to episode 48 of the Inspiration Contagion podcast. This week's episode is also being recorded for video, so if you'd prefer to watch, please check out the show notes for the YouTube link. This week's guest is Angel Rebo. Angel is known as the CEO confidant. He is an influencer, international TV host, public speaker, CEO consultant, board member, and philanthropist. In the last 21 years, Angel has empowered more than 1,500 CEOs in 33 different countries. He was born near Barcelona and has lived in eight countries and speaks five languages. Established entrepreneurs and corporate CEOs hire Angel to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure. Angel sits on the board of the Evolutionary Business Council, an organization with more than 350 global transformational leaders, with a combined reach of well over 600 million people. Angel is based in Texas, and in early 2017, he launched his international foundation, Wisdom for Kids, and he has helped more than 1,000 underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using their local resources. With that, welcome, Angel. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me in your show. I love number 48. It's a great number. <laughs> it is a good number. And I feel like your name is really appropriate. That's amazing. The incredible impact you've had, especially you. in children's lives. So thank you. You're like, they're, they're angel. That's incredible. <laughs> thank you. I have to say that probably my, my three kids have been a great, a great school for me. Really being really honest, uh, I have a 20, a 12 and a 10. And they have really been, and they, are, they continue to be a great school for me. But thank you, obviously, thank you very much for having me, for your nice words, and to everybody who's listening to us today, Holly. Yeah, absolutely. And I was hoping you could just tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and your background. Thank you. Yes, I think you've described very well what I do, so I'm going to say something different <laughs> with your permission. So I consider myself uh, someone who is here really to connect the unconnected. I think that there's a lot of people that have lost the con their connection, um, socially speaking. And I think that probably for the last, you know, right now it's, uh, it's January. I think I, I know that this, this is going to air in March. So it's going to be probably now March when you listen to this. But it's, it's been over a year already that a, a lot of people had, I th really think that believe that, that they have lost the connection. They have lost the connection to friends, to, their, to themselves, uh, to, to some relatives, you know, to a lot of different people. So I consider myself a connector uh, of the unconnected. That's why exposure has been always for me very important, not for the sake of, you know, a lot of people know who I am. No, just because of what I do. And I think that um, your exposure is only as good as what you do with it. I always, you know, thrive. And obviously this is a great place to be, Holly, thank you, to increase my exposure. 
but uh, you know, as far as I'm able to use that exposure to connect the unconnected. So that's why, you know, someone who had worked for so many large corporations who helping them to accelerate the growth of their businesses, you know, the, the, reaching out to all this, you know, the top layer of this, of, of those companies and being able to connect them, you know, my experience and my entrepreneurship, you know, humbly, my entrepreneurship skills to help those the most underprivileged that's that's been a blessing and why latin america because i lived in latin america for for 10 years and i worked there for almost 15 years and we're talking about just there like 81 million kids that were in poverty there in, in 2012 so that's basically me i think that connecting the unconnected is a, is a is a is a very nice way i like to explain or yeah to explain what i do in this world I love that. And I have to say, personally, this past year, while face-to-face connection has been much lower, I have never felt more connected to people in the world than this past year. I have met through my podcast and through just LinkedIn, you know, just connections, more people that I've become close friends with or collaborators with than I have in, in years or decades. Um, but I like what you're saying. There are people that are very disconnected right now. They might not have access to technology and that's extremely difficult to navigate during COVID. So I'm glad to hear that you're working with people to connect them. Yes, thank you. And, uh, you know, as, as you know, my work is done, I'm, uh, you know, mostly on LinkedIn and I'm all on all social media outlets, but I, I'm there. And, you know, because I really like to link myself and my business and my purpose and my inspiration with people. And when I was talking to our volunteers in the field, uh, our Wisdom for Kids volunteer, which is my international foundation, th- throughout this year, I mean, they were all saying the same thing. You know, we can't see the kids. We can't see the kids. You know, we've we've lost that possibility to be around them because obviously of all the restrictions that are, are now in place. And we can't wait to see them again. We can't wait to be there with them and to inspire them, to help them become entrepreneurs, to help them be better people in their lives, to be, uh, you know, the, these, these uh, change uh, makers in the in their communities. You know, which is at the end of the day, entrepreneur is someone that really changes their community. And you very well, you very well said that. Now we are really blessed because we have been able to increase our our connections throughout this time, uh, probably because we said, okay, so regardless of what's happening around us, that's what we stand up for. That's what we are here to do, and we're gonna do it no matter what. You know, and it's it's awesome because probably that's made many of us to like to bloom and to to go for strategies that maybe we didn't think of before. So I think it's a great time that we are living. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a super interesting time to be alive. It's kind of like this big experiment that we're not really sure how it's going to end up, but that's the whole point. So Angel, I always like to ask everyone who comes on the show, you know, what makes you such an inspirational leader? Or in other words, what's your secret sauce? Well, thank you. Um, Thank you for saying that. Uh, I would say that my inspiration is it comes from really my my essence and it comes from what I do every single day, right? It, it comes from what I say to every single, you know, podcast host or what I say to, to, to my employees or to my family members every single day. I think that I have been blessed of, you know, of having a great, a great life and working internationally in so many countries and doing so many things. And I think that everything that I had to learn from all those cultures. And from all the people I've been dealing with, I mean, 
behind all those 1500 companies and business leaders, there's obviously a lot of teams of a lot of people. There's a lot of people in my own teams throughout, you know, throughout my life that have helped me to do that. So I think that it's, it's my experience in my life that has allowed me to be who I am and, and being able to make decisions, important decisions in, 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 in difficult times in my life. I think that everything has made me someone unique. But let me tell you something. I don't think I'm more unique than anybody else that is listening to us. Maybe the only difference is that, uh, you know, I have taken action and you have taken action. I, I, my favorite mantra is taking perfect action now, taking perfect action now. I think that the people listening to us right now, they, they, all, they already have inside of them that unique experience. They have had this unique life. They have done, done those unique things. And there's a lot of people out there that they need their inspiration. They need their experience. They need their expertise and their knowledge. It's up to them if they take action or not. So again, I think that we all can inspire someone. I always think that every time I'm on an interview, there's someone, someone that is going to listen to this you know, conversation between Holly and myself, and we'll learn something. And just if there's only one person today that likes the message and likes what we are talking about, oh my God, that's amazing because we've been able to change the life of that person forever. That's the beauty of having those conversations. And that's why I think that having conversations um, is so important. Let me add something that I just saw this morning on LinkedIn. As you know, the consumption of podcast content uh, has increased dramatically since last year. Well, where, when, as you said it very well, when this experiment started, right? So, and, and the, the, the headline was something like, uh, podcast, you know, it's not, a, 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 it's not the right way to make money. That was literally, and it was the number one news on LinkedIn this morning. I think it was this morning or yesterday. And I was thinking to myself, yes, but I think that you're missing the point here, which is what about the inspiration? What about those lives that all these podcast hosts and shows, you know, are being exposed to? All these people that are listening to those conversations and they might take action after listening to all those conversations. So how do you, so then the question is, how do you, how do you measure wealth? You know, and I think that, if we are able to contribute all of our, you know, all the millions of uh, guests and hosts in all the, you know, podcast shows in the world, if we're able to contribute to changing this world somehow, oh my God, how much wealth it is and it is going to be generated. Yeah, that, that's really an interesting perspective. And I, I mean, I agree. I think it's difficult to monetize a podcast unless you're in the top, you know, 50 or 100 of Apple podcasts. And that's very difficult to do. But I think podcasts are really powerful for movements and for helping people take action. So like you were saying earlier, there's the inspiration. And then the only difference between you know, success or hitting that inspirational idea is the people that take action and the people that don't. So there's the inspiration coupled with the motivation, which is the movement and taking action towards accomplishing that goal. And so I think what podcasts do, um, especially ones with leadership and tangible things that people can do and stories that people can relate to, help us build that movement and help those people start to take action because they can see themselves in that story. Exactly. And you don't know where that action is going gonna, is gonna to go. You know, I mean, again, if I had to count all the lives of people that both with my business and with my nonprofit, we have touched, you know, what, what are they going to be the consequences? What are going to be the, what is going to be the ripple effect, right? So I think that, again, we, we are very, we are a very 
materialistic society and it, it's good. You know, I mean, obviously there are millions of people that rely on we buying their products and I understand it and it's good. But uh, at the same time, I think, you know, how much is, uh, you know, how much is uh, happiness worth? How much is inspiration worth? <laughs> how much is a good message worth? How much is peace of mind worth? How many people don't really want to wake up in the morning? How many people, I mean, you, you've probably seen this. I mean, it's, it's not in my, uh, mainstream media. And it, I mean, I don't have anything against them, obviously. But how many people, I mean, what, what about the depressions? What about the suicide rates? What about all those, you know, mental health diseases that have increased so much for the last 12 to 14 months? Nobody's yeah. talking about them. You yeah, know, well, and, and, and it's a reality. I, I really believe that there's a lot of people in need, both business and, and so professional and, and personal wise. And we are here to help them and we are here to inspire them. I really think that there's some healing behind what we do every single day, Holly. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you're describing too is, um, you know, social wealth and having those connections, having that inspiration. I know for me, when I'm interviewing people, it's, it's inspiring. It gives you kind of these new insights and new perspectives and, and provides a lot of value. So since you're describing how it's more than just tangible physical wealth and capital where you're buying physical things, how would you define success for yourself today? And how did you arrive at that definition? Well, to be honest, for me, success is to be able to be excited and passionate to wake up in the morning, to have a wonderful place of peace of mind and, uh, and uh, throughout the day, to be able to experience fully my life with my friends, with my coworkers, with my team, with my family members. This is for me wealth, to be honest, to have this absolute you know, peace of mind in which I can really thrive every single day without having to worry about anything. That's for me wealth, total wealth. You know, I've, I've made a lot of money throughout my life. I've had great jobs. I had, you know, I've been able to close great deals. You name it, as many as millions of people in the world. But at the end of the day, nothing compares to this happiness. Nothing compares to being yourself and being able to do whatever you want. You know, right now, both you and me, you, we could be doing something else. But we chose to be here. We chose to be, you know, an inspiration contagion. <laughs> you know, that's what we chose to do. And, and we do it really, I mean, because uh, we really believe in the mission that we have behind us. And that's more important. So, I'm able to do this because, you know, I really, I really believe I'm wealthy because I'm able to do this. I'm able to set up this appointment with you and have this conversation with you and really being able to choose every single moment in my life to, do, to, what, to choose what I'm going to do with it, what I'm going to do with my time. That's real, real wealth for me. Yeah, I love that. And I guess my follow-up question to that would be for people that might be listening and they're saying to themselves, great, you know, but it kind of requires some of that actual cash wealth in order for me to have the freedom to choose and select how I spend my time. Um, so I would share with them first and then I'll have you respond. Um, I find that it's really important when we don't have that external validation of, you know, income, we haven't hit the you know goal that we're trying to achieve. We haven't hit the next level in corporate America, whatever that next goal is. It's so important that we choose in the moment to be happy. We can choose to have a good perspective and enjoy the journey. But I also want to hear what you would say to people that are still struggling financially and so they don't have as much freedom to make those choices. Number one, I've been there. 
Okay, believe it or not, I've been there. I've been struggling financially myself. So that's the, that's the, that's the first thing. Second thing, I know a lot of people that have been struggling financially. A lot, like a lot. And guess what? Guess what? You always survive. You always thrive. You always eventually go back to a place of safety. So you have a choice. You have a choice right now. Okay, so keep on digging, keep on focusing on that that you don't have or focusing on what you already have and focusing on those thoughts, those memories where you already were thriving and you were happy and you, and, and you had everything that you wanted. You know, get really stuck on those thoughts as opposed to what you're feeling that could happen, what you are, you know, fearing or fearful of what might happen in the future. Right. So the reality is that, you know, there's something in this dimension that we live, whatever you want to call it. OK, that has our back. It's, it's a reality, you know, regardless of what we're going through right now, we will eventually thrive. We will eventually succeed. We will eventually be in the right place. So instead of thinking that the worst is going to happen and, you know, um, you're going to lose your house and you will have to move out and you will lose your vehicles and you name it. Why don't you think that everything is going to be all right and everything is going to be all right because you've already been in many, many, many different instances in your life in which you are going to be all right. So, you know, I, I myself believe that at some point, I mean, I don't believe that when we die, everything is done and terminated and not, there's nothing after that. I don't believe that. My pers I personally think that, you know, we, we decided at some point of our existence to come back here. It was our choice. It was my choice to decide to come here. And you know what? I, I chose to come because there was something that I was going to leave, that it was going to be maybe not something that I really liked, but I was going to be able to thrive and to go through it. It doesn't matter. So uh, I heard someone said sometime, one time, that you are all only, th the, the things that are thrown at you are only thrown at you because you are able to cope with them. Because you are able to cope with them. Obviously, we always have free will to accept them or not, right? But we always can cope with them. So it's just, you know, it's just an exercise. It's just an experiment how we deal with them. But we have this choice. So my, 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 my advice, if I may, to you would be, you know, embrace that choice. Embrace that challenge and try focus your energy completely of going out of that place where you are now. And you will, because you have always, you have, so you have always, always succeeded in doing it. Really, I mean, I know it's difficult. I know there's a lot of fear out there. It's a, there's a lot of uncertainty. Regardless, regardless, you will make it happen. You will succeed. You will really, really, really go to the other side of the tunnel that you might think that you are in right now. Yeah, I love that. And I have a lot of clients this past year and from 2020 um, that had so many challenges personally, professionally, spiritually, mentally, like you name it. And I'm sure you have the same experience, Angel. And I just keep reminding them like, okay, well, what are you learning right now during these challenges? And okay, cool. So from that lesson, how can you apply that to helping your customers? Because they're probably going through the same thing. 
And that's where the light bulb starts going off is, oh, well, wait a second. This isn't happening to me. It's probably happening for me, which is really difficult when you're in the middle of a challenge or an obstacle to see the silver lining or the lesson behind it. But it is really an important shift in perspective. And I also like the reminder of not focusing on the fear and not going down the should have, could have, what if train. And instead, focusing on what you're grateful for today. Those are really, really great pointers. Yes. And, um, you know, obviously what's happening right now in the world is, 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 is global, right? It's 7.5 billion people going through the same thing, right? At certain different levels of restrictions, you know, different levels of, you know, lifestyles. I mean, but it's happening globally. So you are one of the heroes Literally, you are one of the heroes that have been given the chance to live this. And some people might, not, might say right now, oh, my God, Angel is crazy. It's crazy. We are heroes and we are living this and, you know, this virus and these vaccines and, 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 and these restrictions and, 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 and so many, you know, business owners, you know, shutting down their businesses and everything. Well, believe it or not, we are being given this. What do we do? You, you said it very well. You know, it's happening for us. So this is an opportunity for us to think differently about how to deal with our lives, with our professional careers, and with our clients and with you know, everybody around us. Really, this is a blessing. <laughs> this yeah. is a blessing. It doesn't look like it's a blessing because again, you know, I think that and we, haven't, we haven't mentioned this today, but I think that we have to recover our power and our energy. You know, don't pay so much attention to what's going on around you. Don't go, don't go really because... If you want to be X number of hours in front of your TV set and listening to news or reading to news on social media, it's up to you. You know, you, you can do it, but don't allow that to take the power, your personal power, away from you. It's you. Nobody should be taking that power away. And that power you can use for whatever you want in your life. You can still create wonderful things. You can still, you know, try to focus on, I don't know, those videos, those pictures, you know, those photos from those trips. All those things that really inspire you and take you to this very nice place, you know, mentally and intellectually. Do that instead. But again, recover your own power. Recover your own power. Don't allow anybody nor any institution, nobody, to take that power away from you. It's extremely important. And it's still, of course, you know, and that's one of the mistakes I made when I started my entrepreneurial career is ask for help. Ask for help if you think that someone can help you because you are struggling. Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to recover. It's going to give you back your time, the time lost. Have someone help you. Have someone help you in that journey. Someone from the outside that might be able to help you to give you some clues so you go back to a place where you feel much comfortable and you feel that you are thriving back again. Ask for help. You know, we all have money. We are fearful of of, of Losing all of our money, of course, we've been for years saving it. I'm there with you. But still, time doesn't go back, doesn't come back. So use your time wisely and use your resources wisely to go back on track and use your time you know, wisely. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think a lot of people think that they're failures when they ask for support or they ask for help. And I know even a lot of business owners that have struggled from this past year, from the pandemic and from all the shutdowns and the economic impacts. And there's so much shame 
when they come to you to ask for help. And so I also just want to remind people, if you're listening and you are in need of support or help, there is no shame in that. I mean, obviously you want to ask the right people. You want to find somebody you trust, somebody who is doing well in the area that you need help in, whether that's a mentor, a coach, a class, whatever that is. But be careful who you ask for help from, especially if you're feeling really shameful around doing that. Yeah. I agree. And again, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, I, you, you are so, so right on the shame thing. So right. But guess what? I think that since the very beginning in, in, in when we are kids, I think that guilt plays a key role. And, you know, we're always told, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. So we are more like, guilty for things than being praised for things that we do right. Unfortunately, it is what it is just because our parents, just to say something, obviously I love to dear to, 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 death, to death my parents, but they want you to survive, right? They want you to be a kid that's going to make it to, to youth and to adulthood. I mean, I, I understand that, but in order to protect us, very often we are, you know, negatively influenced and for, for the good, you know, for, for, for the good of, of, of us. But the point I'm trying to make is the other day there was someone that was analyzing manipulation in advertising and media. And uh, he ran a survey uh, and uh, when he got the, basically the results of the survey, guilt was the number one, the number one instrument being used by advertisers and media to get their messages across. Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, judging anybody. I'm just saying what the people that reacted to that survey showed in the results of the survey. So it works, <laughs> you know, it works. So it works that, you know, we fully understand that you might feel like this asking for help. But again, think about your life in terms of time and time is the most valuable and precious resource that you have and you will always have. Yeah, yeah. And your health is equally important. And, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself and your health, then your time is even more limited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would advise you to invest wisely your time, resources, and health during this next six months to a year. So I also wanted to ask you, you know, is there, you kind of shared a lot of inspiring stories, but is there a particular story of inspiration that you're known for? Um, well, well, there's, there's, I have had in my life probably like two very deep, you know, spiritual experiences that have made me make dramatic changes in my life, right? Um, one was after reading a book, which is called The Celestine Prophecy by James, James oh, Redfield. I love the Celestine. <laughs> I feel the same way. That changed my life forever. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what I was really, I'm having chills right now when you were saying this, I'm just <laughs> having chills again. So, um, when I was reading that book, I said, oh, my God, I should have read this book like when I was in elementary school. That's me. I mean, that's that's how I perceive the world. That's that's what really everything is about in this, you know, whatever it is that we live in. So I, I remember someone I was living in the UK at that time and they gave me this book uh, and, and I finished reading that book and it was in a specific place. It was in a holiday resort in, in Cuba the second in a villa, a very nice place, blah, 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 whatever. But when I finished reading that book, I turned the page and I had this incredible rush of energy for the first time in my life. And I didn't know what it was, but everything that I had read in that book, I mean, for the ones that haven't read it, it's about, you know, a series of scrolls from the Amazonian forest of Peru 
and you know amazing things about those scrolls and it's just amazing the way it's being explained james redfield is a, is a genius um so when i finished reading that i said oh my god i have to do something with my life and i decided at that point it was february beginning of march in 2001 i had to move from europe to latin america i went back to europe and all my bosses said, you're crazy. You, you want to go to Latin America? Really? You mean you want to go from London? Great, great position, great future, great career, great salary, everything. You want to go to the thir third world country? You're crazy. And I said, yes, why not? Why not? Oh, no, my God, my life changed forever. And that was the first time. And, and again, it, it was a book. So again, you know, books is something that I think that we have, we have forgotten. You know, now that everybody, you know, now that everybody um, is trying to say, no, 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 anything is justifiable and you can find anything on any website and that is supposed to be truth just because it's on a website, go back to the books. Go back to reading books. Go back to be reading like hardcover <laughs> books, you know, <laughs> hard printed books because, you know, they're going to inspire you. There's, there's, there's millions and millions of amazing books that can change your life. Again, looking for inspiration, which, which this you know, this show is about uh, Holly. Oh my gosh. I could talk for days about the Celestine prophecy. <laughs> um, one of my favorite words is serendipity. And in the Celestine prophecy, one of the first scrolls that they discover and they teach about through this story is coincidences and how when we run across somebody a couple times or we experience deja vu or something's really serendipitous, a happy accident, it means something. It means we should be paying more attention to that. And so ever since I read that book, which I was in my like early 20s when I read that, I, if I run into somebody multiple times, the third time or second time I run into them, I'm like, hey, I think we're supposed to connect about something. Is there something you wanted to share with me? And every time I do that, there's some profound thing. And they're like, how did you know? <laughs> um, it's just, it's incredible. It's like these simple things. And oh, totally. Yeah, that's one of the, the first books that I read that transformed my life and really mm -hmm. defined um, a lot of things for me spiritually as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. Oh yeah, and again, it's a it's a it's a fiction book, but with a very strong, solid message, and 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 you know there are more there are more books out there, but this one, I mean, it's it's just the one I remember in my childhood. Maybe another one that I don't know if I will be able to say to translate it the name in Spanish. It's from uh, Richard Bach, you know Richard Bach. Uh, excuse me, into into English, the name of the is Johann Sebastian Siegel. That's the name of it. Yeah, the... I have read that. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. You see? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, let me tell you, by the way, to the audience, you know, Holly and I, is the first time ever we speak just a few minutes before this show. So <laughs> no wonder why we had to do this show together, right, Holly? Yeah, no, there's a lot of serendipity. I feel like we could probably have like a whole podcast just on books to read. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another another nice book. I mean, different, obviously. But I mean, if I had to recommend one only book to anybody, it would be The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. Yeah, that's my top recommendation, too. The interesting thing about it is sometimes something that is fictional, and I'm putting that on in air quotes for those of you that are listening, um, rings so true. Like the message behind it, you just cannot argue. And that might sound crazy to some people, but I don't know. There's just certain messages that I think they just they reach us at the core, at the energetic level. And we just know that they're true and it transforms our life in some way. So that's pretty exciting.
Yes. That's an inspiring story. So you identified as a storyteller leader. And I wanted to ask, you know, do you believe that using stories to inspire and lead is important? I think it is because you basically bring up something which has happened around you, which is a reality and which involves other people, you know, which involves, you know, and other, other places, other circumstances. And I think that um, with everything that's going on in the world, another thing, another important aspect of our lives that I think we had terribly forgotten was to go back to our elders, was to go back to the grandparents, to the great grandparents and ask them for advice, really. Uh, you know, when there's a lot of, as you know, there's a lot of civilizations and cultures that they still not only value a lot what they have to say, but they also make it a purpose like to daily or weekly sit around them, be with them and, and, and listen to them, not to put them back in, put them in nursing homes and or hospices and have them there until they die. No, 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 no. Like be next to them to listen to stories. And that's the point I wanted to make. I remember in Spain, I, I, my family is originally from a place called north of Spain, close to the front, the French border. And I remember when I was going to uh, to visit my grandparent, uh, we're originally from a place in the country in the north of Spain. And he would always tell me stories. And, you know, I remember the story of uh, his father going to a, a Benedictine monastery to learn. So he would literally like, you know, walk and, and try to, by any means of transportation in the 1800s, go from this country side area in the north of Spain to this Benedictine monastery just to learn certain things. Then he would tell me also the stories about, you know, this uh, other, other member of the family that would, that actually in the 1890 something, he actually went from Spain to Cuba to try to rescue Cuba from the attack of the Americans. So this, this war between Spain and the US in the, the last part of the 19th century. So all those things, how can you not? I mean, I'm still remembering them. I remember them and, you know, my, I think my, my grandfather died in 1980 something, 85 or 86. So I still remember those stories. And those stories are stories that doing something unconventional, doing something like I just wanted to do it because I thought that some, that would give me an additional knowledge, an additional edge, an additional wisdom that I needed in my life. You know, instead of being there comfortable in that area, they decided to go to these two different places in the world to achieve different goals. You know, so the stories are powerful. Stories are powerful because, you know, the, 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 you don't know what the story is going to end up. I have a great friend who has an incredible business. What she, what she does is actually she gives uh, different people uh, the first statement, the first like few words, and she's asking them to write a whole chapter with that initial sentence. So she just gives these people the initial sentence and they have to finish the sentence making up a story, they can talk about anything in 2,000 words. Just with the first few words, everybody, everybody explains a completely different story. Everybody. And then what she does, she's already working on this. Uh, she's, she's already working on his first book. She publishes the book. So that's the power of, you know, 20 plus people that from the very first idea, they got inspired to, you know, come up with an incredible story, fictions or reality, you know, uh, that 
it's going to inspire their, you know, their, their readers. And, and again, we have to go back to stories. We have to go back to stories. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we are so much missing. Well, and I think that's why podcasting has become so popular is because if you go back to caveman times, we had more long form dialogue. And because we're so disconnected from this experience of the pandemic, people are being drawn to the long form discussions, which is what podcasting is really about. And like you just mentioned, too, books are just always inspiring. There's so much wisdom. I'm actually reading like eight books right now because um, <laughs> cool. Like they're kind of slow reads and they're in different aspects of my life. And so I'll like absorb one chapter in one area. And then the next time I'm like, oh, I need to read it on this. But books are so powerful and they're, they're powerful because they have stories and they, they teach us wisdom and they help us continue to grow as students in life. So I think that's why podcasting and books are hopefully making a comeback is because we're we're missing that long form story element where we can connect to each other and rebuild that community element. I, I totally agree. And I think that regardless of what our purpose in life is, or even if we don't know what our purpose in life is, I think that we play a role in the community. You know, even if we live in a, a small neighborhood and you know we don't have that much contact with, with our neighbors, we are part of the community and we choose every day what we do as far as the community goes. It's, a, it's our decision. And, you know, if you want to take action and you want to do something and you, were, you want to start an initiative, just go and do it. You know, I mean, don't, don't wait for anybody to give you social approval. Just do whatever you think is right. Because, I, I, again, I really believe that there's a lot of people in need right now and many people we don't know that they are in need. There's a lot of people in need. So it's, it's the perfect time to be contagious, not only with inspiration, but also with generosity. So yeah. just, you know, and, and as you know, we, we have so many material things that we probably don't use. And we could, give, we could give someone just to make them happy, honestly. I mean, simple things can do so much to change our communities. And I, again, when I, when I go to Latin America with my kids, I see that all the time. A simple, small book of 20 pages, a tale, you know, in English, it's just an amazing, you know, community changer. Just because it inspires someone, because, you know, it allows them to see the, oh, the English. I can learn some basic English, uh, you know, words and lessons and expressions. And, and, and that can help me, make me understand something that is written in a, another book or magazine or a hear in, in the news, whatever that is, you know. So, again, you know, there's so many things that we can do today. Yeah, there's a beautiful story about, I think it's a nonprofit. This is a book that I read a long time ago about pencils of promise. And so this young gentleman traveled the world and he started handing out pencils to people in impoverished areas. And these children were just so um, overcome by having a pencil because it opened their world up because they didn't have the ability to write anything. So simple things like that, but even further than the physical things you can give for people that are listening and you've figured out a solution to something. So you've navigated a divorce, you've learned how to balance a budget, whatever that is, whatever your superhero power is, whatever your idea is, you not taking action on that is actually not helping probably hundreds to thousands of people around you. So instead of letting fear run your you know, agenda and not taking action because you're afraid you'll fail, think about all the people you could be helping transform their lives. 
Exactly. And it's your decision, you know. I remember one of the questions I asked myself before creating Wisdom for Kids was, if it's, if it's not me, who's going to do it? Who's going to be connecting this, you know, underprivileged 81 million kids to the yeah. people that are totally connected and part, for, are part of the economy and they are not? Who is going to do it? Who can do something about it? And the response was, well, probably me. So why not? <laughs> why not? Why not doing it now? So, you know, that, that really helped me a lot. The why not is, is an expression I use a lot. So I think I like it a lot. Well, and after the podcast, you'll have to remind me because I um, have some goals around a nonprofit for children. And I know a few other people I've interviewed on the awesome. podcast and met that are doing different things around um, nonprofits for children. So I think we should probably awesome. connect on that separately. Absolutely. Another question I wanted to ask you is how do you mentor and teach and lead through stories? Can you share a couple examples? Yes. So obviously I like, I like to conduct myself with the people I serve through questions. I think questions are very powerful. I think questions allow you to, to put yourself and to put the people around you in a different place in their mind. I think that perception is reality, regardless of my efforts to change Holly's perception about something. You know, your perception is your reality and my perception is my reality. And it's the same thing with my mentees, my coaches, and, you know, the people I, I help with, with my consulting. So I, I like to ask questions. And I think that most of the answers are inside of them, but I ask questions. So whenever I'm asking questions, you know, uh, and there's something that they say or they refer to, that gives me the possibility to use one of the questions, one, excuse me, one of the stories, one of the things I've lived in my life, then I use it as, as, a, as, a, you know, as a part of the reality that already existed, that was already created, that was related to what that person wants to do or wish that uh, he or she was doing today. So I think that, um, well, thank God I've been given the possibility to be able to make those connections while I'm talking to people. You know, it's like you, you know, when, when we are having this conversation, there's many different styles of podcast hosts, right? You have this tremendous ability to connect a lot of many different things and to connect it with your own experience and your own practice and everything. That's something that you do wisely and fast, right? So I'm sure that you do the same thing in your practice and that's why you have so many, so many clients. So I think that this is an ability that not everybody has, but we have to consistently ask questions so we actually go inside that person and we really get to know that person genuinely in order to be able to help them. You know, and it's not always, we don't always succeed. I'm sure that you have also, you know, failures. You have failed with some clients. I have per miserably failed with some clients as well. But, you know, that was a very important learning lesson for me. And what did I do? I learned from that lesson and I made sure that that wouldn't happen again, obviously. So, again, I think that the best way to do to use the stories is to use them in the context that relate directly to those issues and to those challenges that the people you are working with are going through at that point, that point in time. I think that's the best way because unless you listen to <laughs> you listen to them and you make what you do relatable to them, they're gonna disconnect, disengage, and what is what is your role there? There's no yeah. there's no point, right? Yeah, it's really important, like you were just saying, to really understand your audience, whether that's one-to-one -one with a coaching situation, mentor situation, 
even a family member, or if you're writing a blog, knowing your audience and what they're experiencing right now. Um, for business owners that are listening today and they're trying to upscale, uplevel their leadership skills in this area, you know, listen to your clients. What is the consistent theme that you're hearing? Write a blog on that, do a video posting on that and share a story that might help them shift their perspective. Like you said, you can't force someone to shift their perspective, but you can use stories so that they can see themselves in that story and perhaps shift their perspective to a more positive standpoint versus fear-based. Yes. And, and, and a good example is, for instance, I post on LinkedIn every single day and you would say, well, you post on LinkedIn, maybe you post about business every single day. No way. Actually, I support, I support, obviously I support uh, every single podcast host that is, you know, uh, that is, is willing enough and good enough and, and generous enough with me to interview me. I also support a lot of, you know, authors, a lot of authors with their books. I love to support them. Obviously, I, I support heavily my clients, but I always make this balance of business-related posts with personal-related posts. Because as you very well said, I have to talk to my audience and what they are going through. What did I... Probably one of the subject matters that I wrote the most last year, it wasn't about working remote. It wasn't about working from home. It was building bridges, building bridges. In 2020, the most, it was building bridges. And the second, the second most frequent subject matter on my post was give me a break. Give me a break. Those were the two most important things. Do, are they related to business? Well, obviously, who didn't want a break last year? You tell me, who didn't want a break? I think I posted in, 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 a, in a couple of months, I posted five times about giving me a break from different perspectives. Who doesn't need a break? Who doesn't think, at, who hasn't thought at some point, I would love to wake up in the morning tomorrow and the news are totally different. They're totally changed. Something happened in the world, you know, in, a, in the split of a second, in the snap of a finger, something happened that, you know, everything is going back to normal, right? <laughs> so that's why I think that it's very important to, to your point to listen to your audience, to be very specific about your audience and to talk to them consistently. Well, and I love that you're also recognizing because you're in the business space, how important it is to talk to your audience about the personal side, because how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so business owners are people. And guess what? This past year, they had a lot of personal challenges. So I love that you were talking to them about give me a break because yes, let's be real. I, I, I would love if anybody's listening to this that did not need a break in 2021 and 2020, please send me an email because I'd love to hear your story because that's just hard for me to fathom at this point. Um, I found myself last year needing a lot of breaks and it wasn't that I wasn't doing a lot. In fact, I felt like I was doing more to be of service to people that they, that needed things that, and they were free. And then also to pivot so much in my business because of everything that happened economically. And that's exhausting. So it's really, really important if you're listening and you're feeling burnt out, take a break. Take a hour vacation, a one day vacation, a weekend where you unplug and stop obsessing about what's wrong in your business, what's not going right, and just be with your family and be grateful. I guarantee when you come back, you're going to have new ideas and probably a lot more energy to tackle the problem. Yes. Yes. We all need the break. <laughs> the ones that haven't had a break yet, 
we all need a break. Take a break. The world will carry on without you. So, I mean, again, don't worry. Don't worry about the future and what the future, what, again, going back to the beginning of the conversation, right? So you choose what you do with your mind and where you focus your energy. You choose to do that. And, and I hope that, you know, um, it's, it's, you have a, you, you had a little bit more of inspiration to probably look at somewhere else and fo focus your energy on, on, on doing something else. It's really, it's really your choice, even though it looks, it looks that it, it's not sometimes. Yeah. And to really bring that home for people, I'm curious, is there an example from this past year working with a client, you don't have to share names or specifics of how you mentored them through almost getting to a breakdown and taking a break? Um, I, you know, I really, it's, it's, it's difficult to allow someone to get to that place where, you know, they were close to a breakdown, you know, so um, I knew that things were going to happen. I mean, I, I really, the most dramatic, traumatic moment in my life was probably my first divorce. So I, I could teach probably someone how to go over a divorce from a male's perspective. Okay. Uh, because again, you know, everybody has, has their own, their own story, but um, this is, this is important for me because I think that when there is a loss of any kind and, and, and last year, I think that, Loss is a good example. Loss of all your habits, loss of all the things you used to do, the places you used to, to visit, the people you used to visit, everything. I think that knowing about the different stages that you go through to get acquainted with a loss, actually, I think that that, that helped me a lot. So um, that's why when I saw this happening, and it, it's, it's not the first economic crisis that I was going through. I mean, I lived very intensely 2001 and 2008, 2009, very intensely. So from a business perspective, I was already doing things that I knew that I had to do in order to overcome this for my clients. And I think that one important thing that I, I, I rediscovered with my clients this year was to have these tough conversations. That's something that I learned from someone, uh, which is called a secret contract. So I believe that we all have something called secret, secret contracts. Um, which is that you expect from people and you expect from all, everybody who is related to you at some, at some point, you expect from them specific things, but they also expect from you specific things. And those conversations have never happened. So you expect things from, from your partner, from your kids, from your parents, from your friends, from your business partners, from your clients, and the same thing the other way around. But guess what? Those expectations have never been substantiated, right, on a conversation. You've never had those conversations. So in this moment, in which the, in, in that moment last year, in which the, our minds were going so fast, spinning, you know, spinning, 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 spinning. I think that having those conversations and say, okay, calm down. Let's collect ourselves and let's talk about this. So what are the options? What's going to happen? What might happen? What we don't know that might happen. Okay. So there's all these things being said. We're being told all those things, but what is really going to happen? What is uncertain? What is certain? And then help them navigate in that environment of certainty versus uncertainty. And again, you know, okay, we're losing the specific things, but it's also the time to gain other things, to bridge the gap, to do other things that probably we didn't have time to do before. Okay, so in this reset that's going on, what else can we do that we were not able to do before? So I think that answering to your question, 
I was able or I had to focus or refocus my clients' goals, objectives, minds into what was really important for them. So I could help them better see what the path, what the journey was going to be moving forward. And I think that that helped me a lot. Yeah. And that's a great reminder is um, when we have these secret contracts and these expectations, oftentimes we are left disappointed and frustrated and in fear because that contract has been broken and in our mind, it's a sacred contract that we've never spoken out loud. So I imagine a lot of people, especially people that are sheltering in place at home with kids and maybe their relationship was already a little rocky. Um, this is making those difficult conversations come to the surface faster. I think it's the same thing with business owners that had to pivot a lot to try to survive or maybe they didn't make it. Um, so yeah, a lot of those difficult conversations are happening, but like you were kind of alluding to, that's also allowing people to see what's most important, which is really great and really insightful so that they can realign their life and their business and where they're headed in this year. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's our choice. It's our choice to decide what we want to do. Um, uh, we have, honestly, I think that we have an incredible, you know, ahead of us, an incredible time to do incredible things, to pivot, as you said, to reinvent ourselves, to, to, to decide what we want to do with our lives. That was, that was a good opportunity for us to decide what we wanted to do and keep on helping, keep on, keep on doing things for, for the rest of the world, keep on give, giving back and yeah. it's going to come back, you know, come back to you. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I like to see the life, you know, in, from a positive perspective. And I, I, I think that we all have this incredible power, in power in, inside of us and we can be inspiring everybody every day. Absolutely. Well, this has been great. We're actually going to move on to the lightning round of questions. I am pretty sure I know the answer to your first question. What's your favorite book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Celestine Prophecy by James Ratfield. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what networking or community group do you love the most? Well, I I like very much the uh, the Evolutionary Business Council, the one that you mentioned originally, because it's a group of transformational leaders, and we actually have a huge outreach to reach the world to, to change the way that the world is doing business today. Excellent. What's the best piece of advice you could share with others today? Take imperfect action now. Excellent. And if you could share one message with the entire world, what would that be? You are an incredible human being and, and with an unstoppable, you know, capacity to change the world. Just you, just you inside of you right now. So just please be aware of this and take action, whatever it is, take a, an action, even if it's a small, to start you know, living the rest of your life today. Love that. And what's the legacy you wish to leave behind? Well, a series of examples of uh, you know, how can we live this world? How can we actually take action in this world every single day and use that energy that we were given when we were born to do good things? As if, if I'm able to leave, you know, good examples of good people that are doing good in their businesses and in their lives, you know, in, in, the, in the millions, I think that that will be a very nice legacy. Love that. All right. So Angel, this has been great. Angel's been really generous. He's offering a free gift to our listeners. He has a free 15-minute business consultation. 
uh, to get that, just go to his LinkedIn page and that will be in the show notes, the link for that. Mm-hmm. And you can use the calendar link there to book some time with him. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but he's pretty inspiring. He's got some pretty good information. So you should check that out. I will also have a link to his website and other social media handles as well in the show notes. Anything else you'd like to add, Angel? No, just thank you very much for allowing me to be here. Thank you to everybody listening to us today. And if I may just share the email address with everybody. You said you said very well that I am on LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn every single day. If you want to reach out to me directly, just send me an email. It's very easy. It's angel at angelrebo.com. Rebo is my last name, spelled like R-I-B as in boy O. Again, angel at angelrebo.com. And I will be very, very glad to to respond to your email. I respond either my team or myself, we will respond to your email. And again, thank you for the opportunity to serve you today. Excellent. Thank you so much, Angel. This has been a wonderful interview. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. So how can Inspiration Contagion help you today? There are three ways. Number one, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the podcast listener of your choice so that you get newly released weekly interviews with transformational leaders from all around the world. They're going to provide practical, actionable tips for you that you can take and implement today. Number two, if you have a burning problem or you're having some challenges, but you're not really sure where to start. So go ahead and visit hollyjeanjackson.com forward slash events and find an event online that suits your needs so you can begin exploring and learning more today. Number three, if you have a specific issue or challenge you're facing today, a burning issue that you need to resolve right now. Perhaps you're trying to build your guilt-free business. Perhaps you're trying to build an online product or you're facing some challenges with technology in your business, you're trying to scale to that next level, regardless of what the challenge is, go to hollyjeanjackson.com and then visit the services section and schedule an appointment. I love to offer my listeners a complimentary coaching call so we can figure out and get to the bottom of your problem and explore if coaching is a good fit for you. Those are the three ways Inspiration Contagion can help you today. Remember, nothing changes without action. So be sure to take action today. Thank you for joining the show today. I hope you were inspired. More importantly, I hope you take action. What is one thing you can do in this moment that will inspire someone? Without action, nothing changes. Be the change you wish to see in the world. If this show truly inspired you, we ask that you share it through your network. Help us spread the light and inspiration in the world. I look forward to seeing you here next week.